CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. This is Your Money and Your Life. Welcome into the podcast. I'm Mark Kaywood alongside Don Cash, a CPA and CFP at Donald W. Cash and Associates with an office in Red Bank. Find him online at donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. Or just reach out and give him a call at 800-664-1183. That's 800-664-1183. If you come in for a visit, the office is right off the Garden State Parkway exit 109. You can get in touch with Don Cash online there at donaldcash.com or calling that number 800-664-1183 and you can come in for a visit with Don. Don, welcome back into the podcast. Excited to have you here. And summertime is finally upon us, which means for a lot of folks, it's time to hit the road. Yeah, Mark, it's great to be here. Love the summer. Certainly, days are getting longer. I love it when this time of year I'm looking at the sunset, 8 o'clock, and the sun rises early in the morning. And uh, we, in fact, we are ready to plan our summer vacation next month when the kids get out of school uh, toward the end of June. I mentioned during one of our prior shows that our family takes a road trip each year from New Jersey to Florida. In fact, we've taken many road trips over the years to places like Boston, Washington, Philadelphia, Virginia, Nashville, Tennessee, which is a great city, the Carolinas. It's a great way to to go through, especially the places like Washington, Philadelphia, and Boston to learn about history, learn about the culture, experience the food, and to just enjoy some quality time with the family. Oh, it certainly is. I'll never forget back when I was in college, my mom and I one summer decided we were going to do a road trip of the Pacific Northwest. So we flew out there mm. and then we started in Washington and drove all the way down into the tip of Northern California. And then we came up the other side of each state and just went to several of the parks, did some sea kayaking, a lot of hiking, saw Mount Hood, Mount Rainier, some beautiful country out there. And we never would have seen it had we not gone on that road trip together. It was a great quality time together. And so... I think you'll find when you're talking about road trips that there are actually a lot of parallels to retirement. And I know you might think, what are you thinking here? Well, blame the producers. They come up with the content, not us. But I think there's some great parallels here. And I'd love just, Don, to, for you to kind of work with me on this one, dive into a few of these. As an example, when you're going on all these trips, you mentioned Boston, Virginia, Nashville. You have to decide when you're going and where you're going before you can even start the trip. Absolutely. Planning is critical with these trips, especially with a family. And I mentioned last time that we spoke, uh, you asked me one of my favorite vacations recently was with my wife. Now, that was a vacation. Now, this is a trip. Okay. So there's a difference between a vacation and a trip. What's the difference now? Well, a family trip, first of all, I think there are a lot more logistics involved. And a vacation is typically much more relaxed. There's not as much planning. So we're talking about a trip here. So let's look at some of those items that should appear on both your road trip as well as your retirement planning checklist. So a few things that come to mind, Mark. Number one, you got to decide where you're going and when you're going. In January, we decide typically where we're going. And at that point, when we're going to be taking that trip. So we decided in January that we were going back to Siesta Key. That's our usual vacation spot. And the weeks that we were going, 
are going to be the end of June, beginning of July. That's good for everyone. Works out with schedules. And we have to coordinate more schedules now than ever since my two older kids are in college. And we have to be specific when we're leaving, when we're coming back. In retirement, just saying, I want to be retired, isn't really identifying your destination. You have to really dig more deeply and ask more questions. What do you want to do with your time? Where do you want to travel if you're into traveling? Where do you want to live? Is it going to be here in New Jersey? Are you going to have multiple homes? Are you going to relocate? And critically, how much money will you need in retirement? You know, my experience that for many people, just starting retirement is the best advice is to start slow. Perhaps consult, work part-time, ease into it. Going cold turkey, Mark, can be very, very tough. You may be surprised how much money you need when you stop working full-time. Often, it's more than the last couple of years that you worked because there are so many things on your wish list. It could be related to traveling. It could be related to buying a new car, to boating and buying a boat. Whatever's on your wish list often consumes a lot of the money, and particularly the first couple of years. So I can think of a couple of examples where clients in my mind you know, really did this quite nicely. One recently retired from a large company with a, uh, a severance package. And after a few months, he got the offer of a part-time job in the same field. So he was able to stay connected with a lot of the same colleagues, still be retired, work only perhaps six to eight hours a week, and earn some extra money, keep busy, and make sure that he was professionally engaged. As I mentioned before, it's hard to pull the plug completely, Mark, where you're going from being that professional person, having those professional relationships to simply stopping working altogether and having all this free time on your hands. Now, Don, you've decided where you're going to go. You've decided when you're going to go. Now you need to determine your route or your route, depending on how you'd like to say that, especially for you going down to Florida. There are a lot of different cities that could pose some serious traffic problems if you're not careful along the way. Absolutely. So point number two, as you mentioned, determine your route. Now, when we're driving to Florida, our first route goal is avoid Washington, D.C. traffic. Mark, it's murder. As you know, you're in East Coast. Only rivaled maybe by L.A. or Atlanta, but I can't think of anywhere worse other than that. Absolutely. So we have a plan. It's a lot easier with the GPS now, but our plan is to leave early Sunday morning, about 5 a.m., gets us through Washington, D.C., at about 8 o'clock, 8.30 in the morning on a Sunday when there's really no traffic at all. Everyone's sleeping at that point in the morning. So in retirement planning, determining your route means answering a lot of different questions. So questions like, do you know how to measure your risk in your savings? How much risk are you willing to take in life in retirement? Who do you trust to help you along the way? Is it an advisor or is it just yourself? 
Now, of course, there's an old joke when you're traveling and you find yourself on a trip and you're lost and you're a man. We're reluctant to ask our spouses for advice or ask a stranger for directions. I'll tell you, it's a lot easier, Mark, with the GPS. We really don't have that problem anymore. <laughs> but I can remember very clearly times where I was traveling and we used those old maps. That, of course, where you were going happened to be on the crease of the map. So it wasn't really clear the route to get there. But a lot of people are do-it-yourselfers. They don't want to ask for advice. When you're traveling on a journey, whether it's a family trip or in retirement, it's generally not the way to go. Now, Don, tell me this. How far is it from Jersey all the way down to Florida? It's interesting you ask that question. So from New Jersey to the tip of Florida of course, is about 900 miles, a little less. Okay. But that doesn't include the Keys. Right. If you wanted to go from the tip of Florida to where we vacation in Siesta Key, that's probably another 400 miles. Ooh. So you're at about two-thirds of the trip once you hit that Florida border. There's still a long way to go <laughs> once you see that sign that says, Welcome to Florida. But it does feel good when you see that sign. Well, I ask because when you're on a trip, you know, you need something to keep you busy. A lot of times that's, I say music, that's actually the example in the notes we're going to get into here. But these days it seems like movies, especially for kids, right? You know, you put the movies on in the back for folks to listen to. But all that to say, you have to keep yourself busy and you need to decide what you're going to do. You know, what are you going to listen to all the way from Jersey to the very tip of Florida? You have to figure out how you're going to fill your time on the road. Well, for a road trip these days, Mark, it's a lot easier than it used to be with the kids particularly. They have their own personal devices and with the minivan, they have the drop-down screen with their headsets. So often, you don't even know they're there unless we're stopping for food and gasoline and brakes and things like that. But particularly over the past couple of years, it's easier on myself and my wife because we do have the podcasts and Bluetooth on the car radio, we spoke about that a couple of the past podcasts, that with the advent of the internet and Bluetooth technology, we don't have to deal with local radio stations. And when you're driving from New Jersey to Florida, for years it was nothing but local radio and lots of static along I-95. So in retirement planning, it's also important to decide who and what you're going to listen to. Will you consume a lot of financial news from the media or from your friends, family, or perhaps coworkers? Now, I compare that to the static from the old-fashioned radio along the highway. As we travel, the radio signals change from one station and one station fades away while another one comes in more clearly. Working with a good planner, CPA, and attorney can create that clarity and the consistency in your retirement journey. It certainly can. Don, finally, before we even talk about you know what it looks like to work with a good planner, I want to come back to that point, though. We'll do that in just a moment. You need to expect bad weather on your road trip, and you need to expect some proverbial bad weather in retirement as well. No doubt about it, especially when you're traveling in the southeast, as you know, in the summertime, bad weather is going to occur. It's inevitable that you're going to hit storms. So the question you ask yourself is, what's prudent? 
when you're driving, it's simply slowing down, right? Don't panic. Take it easy. When you're driving through Florida, storms come and go very quickly. And even when we're flying in a plane, the pilot tells us to expect the turbulence. It's certainly unpleasant. I was flying last week from New Jersey to Arizona, and toward the end of the trip, there was quite a bit of turbulence. So how do we handle it? Typically, we do nothing more than fasten our seatbelts and wait it out. You know, it's just simply the, the price we pay for flying and the convenience that we we experience from being able to go from New Jersey to Arizona in five hours instead of a few days. So in retirement, as we compare that, there will be ups and downs, particularly with the stock market or changes in your family and even your health. Having a solid plan with realistic expectations can make all the difference in the world. So you mentioned in order to you know put that plan in place, you said work with a good CPA, work with a good advisor, a CFP. What does it look like to come in for your office and put that plan in place to have solid expectations and then to execute on those goals? Well, typically what I find when I'm speaking with prospective clients, Mark, is that they have a CPA currently that does their taxes. They have had a lawyer in the past that has put together a will or perhaps a power of attorney, and they have a stockbroker that sold them something in the past, but they don't really have anyone that could put it together. Fortunately, with my training as a certified financial planner and in my past training as an accountant with a CPA, I can understand how these pieces do fit together. We could sit down, make sense of where you are, put together a solid, cohesive plan that matches your time horizon, your goals, your risk tolerance, and get you on the path to retirement clarity. We want you to experience that clarity in retirement. We want you to have a plan to help you get to where you want to go on that proverbial road trip we've been talking about. If you'd like to get a plan in place, or maybe you're not even ready for that, maybe you just want to start the process. Maybe you just want to dream a little bit about where you want to go. Reach out to Don Cash, CPA and CFP. Give him a call. 800-664-1183 is the phone number. You can get a complimentary consultation with Don. That number again is 800-664-1183. This is a great opportunity just to get some answers to some of your questions and start pondering some of those dreams you have about your retirement. Maybe you have actual road trips you want to go on and you need to plan for that. Don can help you start putting a plan together. All you have to do is reach out, dial the number 800 664 1183. That's 800 664 1183. Now, Don, before we let you go today, let's get to know you just a little bit better. It's getting to know you time. Well, we do want to step aside from some of the financial talk just to get to know you a little bit better. We always love this portion of the podcast. I love, I mean, just what we've been talking about today, road trips, hearing about some of the places that you like to go, things you like to do with your family. And so this getting to know you segment is always one of my favorite parts of the podcast. Don, what's a movie you can watch multiple times and still enjoy it each time? Well, Mark, I'm not a big movie buff like my kids are. They just finished watching I believe the last part of the Avengers series, I know they're big Avenger Marvel movie fans. Sure. 
and there must be a dozen of them out over the past 10 years. It seems like there's a new one every year. <laughs> I think this is the last one. I'm not sure. It seems like they keep on resurrecting these movies, much like the uh, Star Wars series. But for me, I think the one movie that comes to mind that I can watch over and over, and my wife and I watch uh, multiple times, is It's a Wonderful Life, the Christmas movie. I mean, that's... Uh, that's a Frank Capra classic. Sure. And it's something that we watch every year. It's got to be close to three hours long, but it's just, it's so endearing. And I look at it, it's kind of like the flip side of the Dickens, A Christmas Carol. Okay. Right. right? Um, when you look at it, you know, here's a, a quiz for you How many ghosts are there well, in the Christmas Carol? There's the ghost of uh, past, present, and future, right? So three ghosts. Ah, that's the common answer. There are actually four ghosts. If you remember, there was the ghost of Jacob Marley. Ah, yes, was, yes. You tricked me there. Yeah, Scrooge is a former business partner who's who had passed away, who appears sure. on different versions, whether it's on the doorknob knocker or somewhere in the movie. But both movies, which I love about uh, both movies, they deal with the impact that we have in our lives, right? So mm. one, the, the Wonderful Life movie is dealing with what would life be like if we had never lived, mm. right? What would the impact be on our loved ones, our spouses, our family, our friends, our children? Well, we wouldn't have children if we had never lived, right? So what would the impact be on those around us? That would be the impact of it's a wonderful life the other the christmas carol is what's the impact of the choices that we make while we're alive so if you remember that movie he looks back at the effects of the bad choices sure he had made in life whether it's a relationship not to get married that he was making choices in business to choose the the root of greed and avarice instead of charity not to be charitable toward his niece and nephews ultimately we get to a similar place between the two movies which is simply an appreciation for life and gratitude to others and reflecting on really what's important in life the things that we value like uh, our family faith love uh, fulfillment, joy, just enjoying being alive. And those are the two takeaways I get from both movies. But I would say between the two, we certainly have watched It's a Wonderful Life more frequently. And it's just a movie I love. I love the characters, <laughs> Jimmy Stewart, Donna Reed. It's just a, a fantastic American movie. Well, and movies like that are great, too, because you can take something new away every time you watch it. There's always a lesson to be learned. I actually feel the same way about Forrest Gump. That's one that, well, one, it's just a phenomenal movie. It makes me laugh. It makes me cry. <laughs> I always have a blast. But two, it gets me thinking every time. And there's always something in these movies that uh, just causes you to reflect a little bit. And those, in my book, are really the best kinds of movies. Thanks for sharing, Don. Now, before we let you go, we have to dive into our cash connection we love to hear from you we love to take questions from our listeners as always if you have a question we'd encourage you to submit it to be featured on the podcast this week we've got a question that comes to us from vera and little silver vera says it seems like we're going to head into a down market soon 
What strategies do you think are best for handling a down market for someone in their 50s and 60s versus someone in their 30s? Looking for advice for me and also my son, who is obviously a lot younger. Well, you know, in terms of looking like we're heading into a down market soon, that's something nobody knows when it's going to occur. We know that at some point, if you're in your 50s and 60s, or certainly in your 30s, there will be a down market. We just don't know what or when it's going to occur. We know it will, but we don't know when. So what strategies are best for someone in their 50s and 60s or 30s, the strategy itself may be different, but the approach is similar. We have to look at what is your time horizon, what are your goals, and what's your risk tolerance? Now, often for someone in their 50s and 60s, the time when they're going to need the money is sooner rather than later. Someone in their 30s, particularly if their funds are invested in their 401k or their IRA, may have 30 years to go, Mark, before they even begin to think about taking money out of their savings. But for someone in their 60s, they often need that money to live off of in the near term. So the allocation of where those savings and investments are will certainly quite often look different than someone who's in their 30s. So in terms of being afraid of going into a down market soon, I wouldn't be focused on that as much as what's the time horizon for the the need for the money, understanding the appetite that you have for risk and looking at the goals that you have in your life. Does that make sense? It certainly does make sense. I, I like those two very tangible solutions there. Look at your timeline and then look at your goals as well. And that will kind of help you determine just how much risk you should be taking. Absolutely. Well, Vera, thanks for writing in. We always appreciate your questions on the podcast. And Don, as always, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Mark. As always, thank you for writing in. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with Don, reach out to him by calling 800-664-1183. That's 800-664-1183. You can also go online to donaldcash.com. We enjoy helping you think about these issues each and every time on the podcast. And we hope you'll join us for another edition of Your Money and Your Life. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.